The good news, the Dodgers scored 17 runs the last three games. The bad news, they up a lot more than 17 runs. We'll get into the pitching. We'll get into Austin Barnes' dejection and, uh, you know, our concern level for the Dodgers so far this season. That's what's on tap, so make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. If you ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your own baseball franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in all caps in the game. Ultimate Baseball GM. This is a daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And if you never want to miss a day because you know we're not going to, simply subscribe in each of those places and you won't have to worry about it. If this is your first time listening or watching, I'm Vince Samperio. I'm usually joined by co-host Jeff Snyder, uh, but he's unavailable. So it will be me rolling solo dolo today. And we're both lifelong Dodger fans that have spent time covering the team, currently cover the team, been all over Dodger Stadium, been to a bunch of Dodger games, you know, have our life uh, somewhat revolve around the Dodgers. So we're not quite insiders, but we're here to bring the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. And that's what I will attempt to do uh, today. It's, uh, yeah, Dodgers, since we last spoke, lost three in a row. They won Thursday in Arizona. At least they spoiled the D-backs home opener, their opening day. Uh, But then after that, it didn't go so well. The Dodgers gave up 31 runs total in the four games. Uh, But most of those runs, 29 of those runs, came in the last three games. Like I mentioned at the start, the Dodgers did score 17 runs. But uh, when you give up 29 and you only score 17, it's not going to really work out that well. And, you know, we're going to we're going to start off with the starting pitching, because the first time through the rotation, we were talking about how the starting pitching looked really good and everything else. And, you know, this time through, uh, not so much. Dustin May looked good. We already talked about him in the opener on Thursday. And then Clayton Kershaw was solid up until the sixth inning on Friday, gave up a couple home runs that put the Diamondbacks ahead four to three. And then the Diamondbacks ended up tacking on a couple more against Dr. Bullpen, which we'll get into later, and didn't quite work out. So, you know, Kershaw's had his struggles in Arizona uh, for a lot, like most of his career. Now he, he's not a, the biggest fan of Arizona, I would imagine, pitching there. This game, like I said, he was two innings into the – two runs allowed into the sixth inning, gave up a couple solo home runs, uh, ended up, you know, being four runs. So – not ideal situation, but Kershaw, he knows what he had. He knows the thing with Kershaw is, you know, we've seen him bounce back from rough starts. And this, I wouldn't say this one was a rough start, just not his best start. We've seen him bounce back. Um, and the thing with him is, like, we don't necessarily have to worry too much about velocity or anything else at this point. His velocity's kind of stayed the same last couple of years. And it's just a matter of, you know, is a slider sliding pretty much or, 
or is he locating? And, and you know, a couple Diamondbacks got to him with those couple home runs in the sixth, and if not, it would have been a different story, and maybe the Dodgers would have won that game. But, I mean, can't say for sure with the way the bullpen performed this weekend. But then we get into Noah Syndergaard, and Noah Syndergaard got got rocked. I mean, he, he the Dodgers put up four runs in the top of the first, and it didn't take very long for the Diamondbacks to erase that. And Syndergaard ended up getting four innings, even though he gave up six runs in the first two innings. He ended up going four innings, but it, it didn't really matter. He gave up. Uh, I think he ended up giving up those six in the four innings, and the bullpen not much better after that. But for Syndergaard, it was interesting uh, for his game plan. His first outing against the Diamondbacks, six innings, one run. He was a lot more off speed, a lot more uh, slider, a lot more or less fastball, less changeup, more slider. And it worked out well for him. You know, he, he other than that one inning where he allowed the run, uh, he was good. But this time around, he went more fastball changeup. The bad part about that was that his fastball changeup uh, wasn't, wasn't, didn't look very good. And when you're fast, see, there's a different, like when your fastball, is 100 miles an hour like it used to be even if it's not that good that day you have a little you can get away with a lot more when your fastball is 93 94 and doesn't look that good then you get what happened uh in this day and that's you know eight hits six runs allowed two homers allowed in four innings and i wouldn't say it's there's uh, two type, like twofold here. Am I concerned about Noah Syndergaard? Not necessarily. He's not. He's the Dodgers' fourth starter at this point. Um, and if he can have, you know, two outings for every two outings, like the first outing of the season, he has one of these. That's just how you need to go about it. Uh, I do think that. You know, maybe I I just think that him he had a different game plan going into this game because he had just faced them, um, but it didn't quite work out. And I don't know if he didn't have time to adjust or his other pitchers, you know, didn't feel comfortable throwing them. Whatever the case is, you know, he talked about he talked about it a little bit. Just say he said just poor execution with my pitches. They capitalized on just about every single one of my mistakes, and it was difficult to find a rhythm. When I did, I wasn't successful at shutting down their offense with two outs. Just super disappointing outing, especially when the offense comes out like that in the beginning of the game and scores eight runs. I'll definitely want – definitely one I'll want back. And, yeah, like I said, they capitalized on just about every single one of my mistakes. We talked about, uh, you know, MLB guys, hitters that capitalized maybe on, you know, 20 30% of mistakes in general. Um, but – those mistakes are a lot easier to capitalize on when they're coming in at 93 miles an hour, or it's a changeup even a little bit slower, but doesn't really have movement and doesn't have, you know, command where he wants to throw it and he's leaving it over the plate. If you leave a changeup over the plate, guys are going to hit it. If you leave a 93 mile an hour fastball over the plate or in a good spot, guys are going to hit it. And the margin for error for Syndergaard is just, you know, a little bit lower than, than some other guys. So it's concerning in the sense that the velocity hasn't came back and he's struggling like this with command and, and control or not control, but more so command. Um, and it just kind of lowers my expectations for the rest of the season for him in terms of, okay, well, 
the velocity is not coming back. He's going to have to be a pitcher. And if he's just a pitcher, he's going to be like he was last year, which is, you know, a number four, number five quality starter. And he'll have some good outings and he'll have hopefully not too many of these outings, uh, but he'll have some outings where he's not as good. So that's just something we got to live with at this point. Um, hope the Dodgers can, you know, figure out better sequencing or, or whatever it is, or he, you know, figures out his mechanics. It's the theme of today's episode for the pitching is mechanics because Dave Roberts continues to use that word a lot. Um, no synagogues use that word in regards to him trying to figure it out. So uh, yeah, figure out the mechanics. Uh, Michael Grove on Sunday was even worse and that's uh, not a good thing. So Michael Grove gave up 12 hits uh i don't even a lot of runs and yeah pretty much didn't really give the dodgers put up one in the first michael grove gave up two and then he gave up one and then he gave up three and then he gave up three and the first five innings the diamondbacks scored a run at least one run uh which is not a recipe for success yeah michael grove three and a third 12 hits nine earned runs just four strikeouts no home runs so they were just hitting the ball well you know, it's one of those things at this point with Michael Grove is, is this who he is last year? Maybe had a little bit of element of surprise, uh, you know, was effective enough, but wasn't really good. Realistically, he's the Dodgers seven or eighth best pitcher in the starting capacity, or at least seventh, you know, maybe lower, depending how you feel about some of the guys that are, haven't made their debut yet. Tony Gonson hurt, Ryan Pepio hurt, Michael Grove's thrown into it. And it's one of those where, the Diamondbacks are a young team, scrappy team. They're just out there swinging, um, maybe not thinking as much. And you know, when you got a guy like Michael Grove putting it right there, pretty easy to 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 you know, pretty easy to score runs, as you saw. So, with Michael Grove, hopefully, it's just one more start at the most two. So I'm not really concerned. Be assuming Tony Gonson comes back. And assuming Pepio will be ready at some point after that. And then even if you have another like another injury, it wouldn't be Grove up next. It would be Pepio up next. So that's kind of what we're hoping for. Uh, because, yeah, at this point, Michael Grove, I think he just needs more time to work on those secondary pitches because he doesn't have an out pitch. And if you don't have an out pitch in the major leagues, it's, it's not going to go very well for you. So. We're going to move on to the bullpen and talk about that uh, more fun stuff. But first, we're going to talk about Ultimate Baseball GM. If you have ever thought about being a GM, uh, this game's for you. It's a fun game. I've I've never thought I could be an MLB GM, or maybe I have. Not realistically. Uh, if I could just like just do the team part, I think I'd be good. This part handles a lot, but it's still fun and, and it makes you realize just how tough the job is. You got to, you know, manage the day-to-day of hiring coaches, hiring staff, team finances, scouting players, drafting players, managing personalities, managing injuries, uh, free agency, all the ups and downs of the season, you know, struggles, everything like that, all built into one game. And the best part is you can play it offline. A lot of these games these days on your phone, you need some kind of internet to play. Here you don't. You can play it on an airplane, uh, you know, when you need time to kill. Uh, you can play on the go, play as you want, when you want. So the other part is that you can play with your friends. Uh, right now we, we're wrapping up 
uh, MLB hosts had a challenge to see who could build out the best team and have the most success. You know, think at least Jeff or I have a chance to win. Um, you know, we're pushing through on that one. But you can play with your friends and compete and create group and and see who does the best and and do all that. So Ultimate Baseball GM, it's fun. Go check it out. And right now, Locked On Dodgers listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On. That's Locked On with all caps. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit ProBaseballGM.com. Scan the code if you're watching on YouTube or look it up in the app stores. That's ProBaseballGM.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. All right, after you do that, you can check out Rocket Money, because today's episode is also brought to you by Rocket Money. And Rocket Money really does work because if you've ever done a seven day free trial, 14 day free trial, 30 day free trial, but you have to put your credit card in and then you forget to cancel it and now you're paying, you know, 20, 30 bucks a month or 10 bucks a month, whatever it is for something that you forget about. But, you know, let's just say you don't check your finances that often and then you forget about it. And, you know, 10 bucks a month isn't that bad. And, the grand scheme of things, but now you're looking at a year down the line, you're paying 10 bucks a month. That's 120 bucks. Wouldn't you rather have 120 bucks in your pocket rather than spend on something that you don't use? So you need rocket money. Rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place. This is definitely something that I could use because I sign up for free trials all the time. And, you know, sometimes I put it in my calendar as a reminder, like, Oh, cancel this by this date. Sometimes I forget Rocket Money can help you out and figure it out and, you know, get your get your money spending down. Uh, you know, people think that they probably most Americans think they spend around 80 month, 80 dollars a month on subscriptions. The number is actually closer to 200 dollars a month. Imagine if you think you're spending 80, you're spending 200. That's 120 dollar difference. 120 dollars over the course of a year. That's a lot more money. That's all. That's on. That's twenty four hundred dollars right there. So or something like that, uh, I think my math, or $1,400, or $1, something like that, I don't know, but either way, I'm not good with math, that's why Rocket Money is here for you to help you out with your finances, so stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB, that's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB, rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB, all right, we're back, and uh, yeah, here to talk about more bad pitching. First, it was the starting pitching, and now it moves on to the relievers. And, yeah, I mean, not a good weekend to be a Dodgers reliever in general. You had Caleb Ferguson give up runs. You had Shelby Miller struggle with command. You had – actually, Phil Bickford was the bright spot of the weekend. Uh, we talked about him on Thursday getting out of that big jam, throwing 97 miles an hour, and then he threw a pair of scoreless innings, uh, threw two scoreless innings on Saturday or Sunday. On Sunday, uh, he threw two scoreless innings. So he was the bright spot of the Dodgers weekend. Alex Vesia, Bruce Dark Gratterall, Andre Jackson even. You know, it seemed like anyone Dave Roberts put in no one could put up a zero, and, and that's almost literally what it was. You know, on Saturday, Syndergaard gave up six, Vesey gave up one, Gratterall gave up two, Andre Jackson gave up three, and then, you know, Sunday was the same thing. Uh, you know, Shelby Miller didn't – wasn't charged with any runs, but walked three guys and inning the third, and, and uh, yeah, it, it just didn't go well for the Dodgers. And then even on Friday, uh, the, the 
bullpen gave up a couple runs. It didn't ultimately end up mattering as the Dodgers didn't score anymore, but it still counts as two runs against the bullpen uh, after Kershaw came out. So it was a bad weekend for the bullpen. Uh, Yancey Almonte gave up two runs on, on Friday. And it's a question of, was it a bad weekend for the bullpen or was it a bad bullpen? And I think you're going to have differing opinions here. I'm still of the nature that the Dodgers have a good bullpen and they just need to figure it out. But also, it's not good right now. I will I'll say that. And, you know, it's one of those where we know relievers. We've, we've mentioned it here before. Relievers are volatile. And, you know, Alex Vesey has been good the last two years and doesn't look good so far this year. And is it a matter of, okay, is he done? As you know, is he not going to be a good reliever this year or is he figuring things out? And, you know, Dave Roberts talked about him, his mechanics and uh, being a little out of whack. You know, Bruce Dark Gratterall, we know he takes some time. You know, I, I really want to know what Gratterall does in the offseason because pretty much every, you know, it, this was the first like normal spring training, but even then, Gratterall's always kind of been behind. Um, remember that one year we he came up and you know, he hadn't thrown, I think, all offseason. And it kind of feels like that. Maybe he's working his way into it. His his mechanics, I'm already not a fan of, but at this point it is what it is. Uh, but he looks even a little more stiff. I know his back was bothering him the other day. You know, maybe that's what it was because he looked even more stiff and didn't really have any life on any of his pitches. He hasn't had any life on his pitches really the entire season. He hasn't really been able to miss any bats. He finally got his first swing and miss over the weekend, but uh, didn't amount to much. NC Almonte, you know, he's throwing harder, um, but struggling with a little bit of command issues. You know, even Evan Phillips is down a little bit velocity-wise from last year. Hasn't looked lights out like he had before. Uh, you know, Phil Bickford has struggled, but one of them he got bailed out by Evan Phillips. The other one he bailed himself out, and then he looked good on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say it's a bad bullpen. I want to say that guys are struggling, but also if they continue to struggle, then it doesn't, you know. It's 10 games in, and it's 10 games in, but the bullpen hasn't necessarily looked good in any, you know, in the in the 10 game. It's not like, oh, they were good the first, seri- first two series, and then they were bad this series. It's... They've been kind of meh the entire season. Um, and, yeah, Daniel Hudson not progressing really how they want him over there uh, in, in Arizona. He's Now he's having issues when he actually pitches and after and the days after. Uh, you know, who knows when Jimmy Nelson will be ready. And, you know, you got Alex Reyes who's not going to be ready until middle of the season. So it's not like there's guys waiting in the wings to come up. Um, unless you want one of the young guys and, and make him more of a reliever like Gavin Stone or Landon Nag or something like that, which I don't think they're ready to do right now. Um, you know, Adam Kalarik's pitching okay down in OKC, but there's a reason he hasn't been in the league last couple of years. Uh, Victor Gonzalez touched 96 down there in the minors the other day. So, you know, maybe that's something that that could work out for the Dodgers or that could, you know, be an intriguing thought for the Dodgers. But it's just a matter of these guys need to pitch better. And, um, it's not like, you know, mechanic wise, whatever wise, you know, Dave Roberts talked about it. He's like, yeah, it's taking them a little while to get going, but the rest of the league's not going to wait for you. And, and that's exactly what it is. He, you know, Dave Roberts said, quote, they're working through it right now, but the league's not going to wait for you. So you still need to perform while you're trying to figure things out. We've got to work through something. And that's exactly what it is. Like you've got to perform regardless of your mechanics or blah, 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 whatever the case is, we'll figure it out. 
because you're playing real baseball already. It's not spring training. It's not, uh, you know, you don't believe that the Dodgers are going to have the luxury of being up 10, 15 games uh, when it comes down to, you know, August, September. You're, you're, and they could be, they still could be. It's, you know, 10 games or five and five. It's not the worst start they've had the last few years, but it's also a matter of, yeah, you, you need to get it done. You need to figure it out and you need to show that, uh, that you are on the road to figuring it out at the very least. So, like I said, I'm concerned a little bit about Gratterall. He just doesn't look comfortable um, and not, you know, missing bats isn't his biggest strong point anyways, but he's not missing them at all. Uh, and that's not ideal. Vesia, I'm only concerned. Vesia, my concern is that, you know, relievers are volatile and this is the year that he's not going to be good. And he is down a little bit velocity wise. So that may, that does tell me that maybe mechanic wise, he is figuring it out, but also, it's time to figure it out. Yancey Monte, I'm not really too worried about him. Evan Phillips, not really so much. Bigford stepping up. If he can step up and be a guy, that'd be ideal. Shelby Miller uh, hasn't looked like the Mark, the Mark Pryor project that we thought he was going to be. So, but like I said, they could come back this series against the Giants and be locked out, locked down, and you know, had to take that momentum into the weekend against the Cubs and be locked down, and you know, it would be. Wouldn't be surprising because these guys are, are good arms, but it's surprise. It's more surprising right now that they're struggling like this um, than they are not struggling. But that lends the question, how good are the Diamondbacks? And we'll, we'll get into that for the final part of today's episode. But first, we're going to talk about So Rare, our new sponsor. So Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace of transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players across from all MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, Soware managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. Go check it out. They got... You know, their official MLB sponsor. They got Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez as some of the brand ambassadors. They're out here. So go check out So Rare and see what it's about. You know, go collect some cards, build a team, and uh, it seems fun. And you don't need money to to put it down to win or to play. So go to SoRare.com slash locked on or, yeah, slash locked on. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E dot com slash locked on to draft your team of free player cards set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards again that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today all right let's finish up and uh talk a little bit about the diamondbacks are the diamondbacks legit um hard to say you know they were good this weekend and they've played the dodgers tough this year so far and they're currently winning, I think, winning or tied for the NL West lead. So, yeah, they, they're, a, they're, they're a young team, which is good and bad. It, it's a young team is good in the sense of, you know, some of these guys don't know any better. They're just up there swinging. And that's a, that's a good thing sometimes. And obviously we saw it this weekend. They were out there swinging and Dodgers couldn't put anything by them, really. Um, and they look good. You know, they're, they're still – Minus three in run differential on the year. 
So even with them outscoring the Dodgers this weekend by, was it 31 to, I don't know, they outscored them. They're still, you know, getting outscored. The Dodgers outscored them the first four game series, but they were still able to split two of those games. The thing with Arizona that everyone's talking about, you know, the young guys coming together, um, you know, their pitching maybe wasn't quite there and, and, that's still the case, you know, Madison Bumgarner, not good, but he pitched well enough against the Dodgers this time around. He was not good the last time around. Zach Gallon's good, although he's had a little bit of a slow start to his season. Um, you know, their bullpen, is it good or are the Dodgers, you know, have they just struggled? To, I mean, have the Dodgers hitters just struggled a little bit? You know, I don't know. It's too early to tell, but I do think the potential for them to be good is there. And I do think that they, are a team that's going to compete and, you know, are they going to be there at the end fighting for the NL West? I don't know. They could. I mean, they they very well could. The way they hit this weekend shows that they can put the bat to the ball. And with the way they were, you know, the Dodgers in general haven't been good at slowing down base runners the last few years. Uh, it seemed to continue a little bit because the Diamondbacks are running all over them. They got young, fresh legs. You know, Corbin Carroll, Alec Thomas, those guys, Jake McCarthy, they got speed. They can run all over the place. You know, they have they have a, a solid team. It's just a matter of, you know, will the young guys hold up? And and with the way that, you know, it's not like the Dodgers are far and above a better team and the Diamondbacks outplayed them. You know, the Diamondbacks, on paper, the Dodgers still have probably a better team, but we don't play on paper. And the good thing for the Dodgers, they don't have to play these guys. They only have to play them like six times the rest of the year after playing them eight times in the first 10 games. And maybe that was, you know, you would, you think about this series was very high school. Last series, there was the Dodgers put up big runs two of the games, but then the other two games were two-to-one games or, or low-scoring games. This one, all the games, you know, had more than two runs score for the most part for each team other than the Dimebacks. Well, Dimebacks scored two-one game, Dodgers scored three-one game or something like that. But either way, there was more runs scored, and that might have been a matter of, you know, each team recognizing the other's pitching staff, and I already have seen a lot of these pitchers. So, yeah, I think the Dimebacks are going to be good. I think I think that this weekend doesn't show that they're going to be legitimate, you know, playoff team, but they'll be contenders for a playoff spot, I believe. And if these young guys continue to – the first thing is, that, you know, with the younger guys, you expect to make them chase. The Dodgers didn't have that type of command, and these guys had a little bit better eye. And, you know, maybe it was a combination of, okay, these guys aren't biting on some of these pitches, so now we have to put more pitches in the zone, and they can hit pitches in the zone. Uh, but also, you know, Dave Roberts said, you just got to wash this series away and, and – Obviously, you can't wash the results away, but you can't just say, you know what, we just didn't have it this weekend, blah, 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 whatever the case is, especially when it comes to pitching. And if we see the pitching continue to do well, you know, starting rotation, bullpen-wise, if they start to do well, then you can look back and be like, hey, maybe the Diamondbacks are legit or are good or are a good offense. We don't know that yet, but they're off to a good start. And and they are you know a threat, at least, to be competitive. and. The first 10 games, you know, everyone's – the world is falling apart. <laughs> you know, some Dodger fans, world is falling apart because um, the Dodgers are 5-5. Five and five. The Dodgers are 6-4. and four, The Diamondbacks are 6-4. and four, The Dodgers are 5-5. Five and five. And, you know, I don't think there's room for concern yet. I think there's things that are – like can be concerning or 
or have a little bit of concern, but it's not a full-on panic mode. It's just more like, "Mm, I don't like the way that looked, uh, but I believe it can look better. And if it doesn't look better, then obviously there's more general concern there. Um, One thing I didn't talk about too much is the offense. The offense was solid. You know, they like I said, 17 runs in the last three games that they lost. You know, if you're putting up five runs a game with the way the Dodgers pitching has been or how they expect it to be, you expect to have at least two wins, um, but we're not quite there yet. You know, we'll, we'll get more into the offense as time goes on. We'll see how they perform tonight in San Francisco. But, yeah, it was not a fun weekend for the Dodgers, but not play the D-backs for a while. And, uh, you know, hopefully they can take advantage of a team in San Francisco that's not that great and then a team in Chicago coming this weekend that's not supposed to be that great and they can get back on track. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Matt and Dom are helping you with your fantasy squad all season long. So go check them out wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Which is how you can find us if you search for Locked On Dodgers, wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Also, how you can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vince Samperio. DMs are open on all those accounts if you need to get a hold of us. You can also get a hold of us via email, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com, or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us when you get in your car or if you're at home. Take your smart device, play podcast, Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.